it's a new year, and that means it's time to work on our physical fitness, right? Because we want to make sure that we have those New Year's resolutions and we follow through with them. What does that have to do with the game time guru, though? Well, today, my guest is going to talk about how the sport of weightlifting, the sport of bodybuilding, helped him get out of a rut in life and get his life back on track. You're going to hear one of the most motivational stories that you've heard yet to kick off the new year today on the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Woo! Normally on the show, I would have my guest introduce themselves at the beginning of the show, but I'm going to let Rocky discuss through this interview who he is, and by the end of this, y'all will have an idea of who Rocky Detweiler really is, but first, I wanted to thank you, Rocky, for joining the show today. Absolutely. It's a treat to be on here. Thank you. Not a problem, man. So I want to start from the very beginning so that my listeners can get an idea of who you are. Let's start back in 2008. Rocky Detweiler's life is is good, um, flying high, everything's rolling just fine. Can you explain to me what life was like in 2008 when everything was okay? Yeah, it was a goal, and actually, it kind of yeah, it was a goal I set when I was a kid to retire early. So I had um, reached that level in my life in my late 30s where I was able to retire, and uh, I could travel and had four wheelers and snowmobiles and motorhomes and things like that, and. So I wasn't um, changing anybody's life or transforming anybody's life. I was just kind of living that life I wanted to, and that was kind of being semi-retired, you know, at an earlier age. And so that's what I achieved. As far as what it was like, it's pretty cool, right? I mean, it's pretty amazing being able to have time freedom. A lot of people that are rich and they don't have the, they don't have the time freedom because they ha- their company owns them. And I wasn't in that situation. I I had enough money coming in on my investments that I, I didn't have a business to run. That's how I set it up. I just wanted to have enough money coming in on an investment where I could do what I want when I wanted to do it, and that's what I achieved. So it was pretty good. And when I was in the ISP and the guy asked me the same question, I said, life was pretty good, to be honest with you. Thank you for asking, by the way. Right, man. And so life was flying high. All of a sudden, like it, like it happens to most of us, I mean, in different types of scenarios obviously not everyone has the same situation but oftentimes life will smack you in the face and it seems like that may have happened can you explain what happened around that same time frame yeah actually um what happened was i got a phone call from an investigating attorney um and they called me because i was a victim of what was considered one of arizona's largest ponzi schemes and it was run by a friend of mine and his business partner. So we had, if you will, been swindled out of or been, um, you know, conned out of money uh, like a lot of people. It was very similar to a, a Bernie Madoff situation. And there were, um, on my end, there was, you know, several million dollars that was gone and it just disappeared. So, you know, you get a phone call from somebody at that level on uh, the government saying, hey, you know, you've been a victim and here's why you've been on this many accounts. Um, sorry, your money's gone, nothing you can, we can do about it. And so um, not a great phone call to get, you know, not, not uh, doesn't make your day. So I had, um, uh, and this is right down to 2008, so 
things were great, but things were also horrible. And what happened was it was the turning of an economy where now, right, the Sunshine State's got hit the hardest, and there I am right in the heart of the Sunshine State, Arizona. And I couldn't find a job, and I realized I'd lost everything, right, uh, ultimately our home and our, our money and possessions and all that. So I ended up moving out of state and lived in the state of Washington. When you're in Washington, you stayed at a house, from what I understand. Can you explain, like, what was going on there? So you've lost your, you've lost everything down in Arizona. You moved up to Washington to kind of try to see if you can find work. You're staying at a house. Explain this time of your life. Yeah. So I, um, I'm actually supposed to stay in a friend's trailer. So that's where I was going to live. And I'm on my way to Washington to live in this trailer. And he calls and says, "Hey, we're, you know, we sold the trailer. So now I got no place to live." So I call my friend that I'm supposed to be working with, and he says, hey, just come stay with us. And it turns out that it's a pretty big home. Well, he moves out two weeks after I get there um, because the home's in foreclosure. Well, I didn't have another place to go. I, I, you know, I would have been homeless. And so I stayed in this foreclosed home as a squatter, lived there for an entire year. And, and so it was, um, this, it was about this time of year, 2009, so you know, nine years ago. And um, I hit a I hit a rock I hit rock bottom. I had just lost everything. I'm living in a home that's foreclosed on, so I'm living as a squatter illegally, and because I had no other place to go, so I'm virtually homeless. Um, I couldn't find a job. The job I went there for it closed, so I'm now hunting for a job. And it's just it's like you know worst case scenario for me. And I'm I put on a ton of of body fat, so now I'm just fat. I'm depressed. I don't feel good about myself, my situation, where I'm at in life, anything. Like, if this is a black hole of darkness. And um, it was in February when I had, I made a decision, you know, that I was going to live or die. Like, that's where I was. And as I share on, on in my story and when I do speak in engagements, it's kind of like I had a decision I had to make, and that was live or die. And I thank God that that day for him. Otherwise, I couldn't share the story. And then um, I, I turned to a couple of things. Now, for this call, um, I don't always share because this is this is sports oriented, and um, and I don't always get that question. But I really turned to the power of words, and I turned to athletics. Well, for me, athletics, uh, if you will, or sports, was bodybuilding, and it was weightlifting. Whatever, however you want to define it, or whatever you want to call it, is um, so. Just picture a thought depressed, suicidal guy, alone, living homeless in this big home. And, um, and the one thing I could control was what I was eating, Shane. That's the one thing I could focus on is, is what I was eating and if I was going to work out or not work out and if I was going to get up and go to the gym in the morning. And so what happened for me is that one night, you know, that night that made, um, you know, really it changed my entire life was I decided that I was going to live and not die and that I was going to never give up and that somehow, someday, my story would impact other people. That's what I made a decision that evening. went into the other room and I wrote down, um, a, I, I wrote out a contract to myself and I said, this is what I'm going to do. And then I signed it, right? So I was pretty serious. And I said I was going to wake up early morning because I had just got a job at the airport. I had to be at the airport like 4 o'clock in the morning. So that meant if I was going to go to the gym, I got to get up earlier in the morning. So for the next about three and a half months, um, I'd wake up early in the morning, go do cardio. So I'd, I'd get up about two o'clock in the morning, do my 
make make my food for the for um for pack my food for the day, and then I take off uh, to the gym and do my thing and I go to work, and so I come home and I do weights before I hit this house, and so that that happened for the next three and a half months till that summer, and uh, and then I decided to move from Washington to Idaho and I ended up living in my brother's treehouse for an entire year. So at the end of this three and a half months in Washington, I'd lost about 47 pounds of body fat. So I got, um, you know, I built some confidence back up and it felt pretty good. It felt pretty good, Shane. Well, let's, let's take a, a second here real quick. One of those things that you mentioned right there actually really sits with me. And I know it sits, it resonates with other people too, because there's a lot of people that go through struggles like this. Well, me in particular, um, it wasn't as extreme as this, but I went through a divorce when I was in my mid twenties. Um, I'm now happily married with a little boy, but at the time when I was going through my divorce in my mid twenties, I thought that the end of my world, you know, that was the end of my world. Like everything was crashing down. And it's funny because you mentioned that you were able to have some control. Like this was what gave you a little bit of control over the situation. And it gave you a goal um, to go and, and lift weights and to, to truly be in charge of your own fitness. And I remember when I was working at bodybuilding.com, which by the way, I tried to get you over there many times and I'm so frustrated that we can never make that happen. So that again, thank you for joining me since I wanted you over there so much. When I was, uh, when I was over there, uh, one of the guys, his name's Dusty Hanshaw. He was a sponsored athlete for one of the brands that was over there at the time. He said, man, in this life, they said, why do you like being a bodybuilder? Like, why do you even enjoy doing that and staying at, you know, 300 pounds year round? Cause you've got to, you know, pretty much be huge all the time and be photo shoot ready. And, and Dusty said something that's similar to what you're saying. He said, you know, in life, you don't have a lot of control over anything, to be honest. But one thing that we do have control over is our body composition and what we're eating. He's like, if you want to get to X amount of weight and I want to lose weight, there's a mathematical formula. I know how many calories, you know, I can take and, and what I need to do for my workouts, how many calories I need to burn to be able to get there. He's like, you can have control over your fitness you just have to do a little work. And it sounds like you kind of took that same approach and started. I want it before we get into the Idaho story. When you were uh, doing all this, I remember you mentioning something about your diet. What was one of the first things you did when you started, you know, caring about your fitness and caring about your, your weightlifting and, and all that? What was one of the first things you did with your diet? Well, and first of all, these are great questions. So, what, yeah, I knew that I had to get rid of all the old food. So I went downstairs um, and I cleaned out, uh, I, I cleaned out my um, – my cupboards and the refrigerator, which was just filled with sh sugary, salty, you know, yummy, but very dangerous food, right? So all the chips had to go and the Cheetos and the Doritos and the, and they had to get disappeared and the donuts and the fruit pebbles and the, you know, all that had to go, right? Gone. Because then I had to go to the store and I had to fill my refrigerator and, um, you know, the cupboards with good, clean food, right? And so that's what I did. So that's one of the first things that I did was I went shopping and got good foods to replace. So I made a very conscious decision to make a change in my life. Like it was, it was, um, I don't know, fairly, fairly dramatic. I, I wasn't playing around. It was serious. And I got rid of everything. And then I, I pre-cooked everything, um, right away. So I started just cooking, you know, four and five. Um, so I'd be eating about five or six meals a day. 
So I cook probably four four days to five days in advance, um, and then I just prepackage all my foods. That way, with they, they could go with me, and I wouldn't have to worry about um, you know cooking every day. And I'm telling you, that right there is a time saver and a money saver, big, big, big time. That'll save you a lot there if you've ever done it, Shane, which I'm sure you have. But that's a big deal right there. Absolutely. Okay. That's so awesome to hear. So it just, it was a conscious effort. I want my listeners to remember that conscious effort that you had to make. Definitely. Awesome. So you get to Idaho. You're, you, you mentioned you're, you were living in your brother's treehouse. And for my listeners, if you want to read, the, there's an article on the Idaho Statesman from a few years back telling about Rocky's story, but you'll legitimately see the picture of the treehouse. You were living in a treehouse um, at the time. When you moved back into Idaho from Washington and, and you were doing this, did you go, like, when, when, when you got here, did you get a job and were you able to continue on with your fitness journey? Great question. So when I um, when I was in Washington, um, my job had ended, in this, and uh, and yeah, the job ended. And I knew I needed to leave the house, so I knew I knew I needed two things, and that was a job and a place to live. So I made two phone calls, and in those two phone calls, I first of all got a job, and I also got a place to live. So it's kind of like the stars aligned, and God answered my prayers, and I ended up moving from Washington to Idaho. So the day that I got here was late February. And, or excuse me, late July and beautiful day out. And my brother says, you know, hey, here's your uh, here's your place, and it's this treehouse. So I ended up moving into the treehouse, and um, and then I got a job working with Russell Brunson in Boise, Idaho. That was the first job that I got when I moved here. So I had that, like we already arranged it before I even got here. So I was one of the only guys hired over the phone, and you know, it worked out. So I got a job and I started working. My fitness. Because I had already lost this weight, I already had these new habits already trained inside. I already had these new habits developed, um, you know, working out and eating right. So I just have it. I just set my schedule, if you will, um, to go to the gym around, you know, me working, me working. And so um, I'd go to the gym and work out. But I, you know, before that, obviously, I'd pack my food and prepackage my food. And so for the next year. Um, I lived in the treehouse for an entire year, almost a year to date, and I uh, remained about the same size. So I had lost about 40-plus pounds of body fat, and I stayed at that level. And so, um, you know, come time for me to move out of the treehouse, and I move into this basement apartment. I lived there for a couple of years, but uh, and then I went through this divorce. So uh, I went through a divorce after uh, I move out and I get this apartment, and I think life's going to turn around, and, and then it takes another dive on me. And so now I end up uh, completely alone. Through this entire time, I made one or two trips back, um, you know, to Arizona, to where she was living. And anyway, it just yeah, I lost everything outside of that um, that that Ponzi scheme. I left everything just outside of my life, so I literally had to start all the way over. And and so during this time, Shane. Um, I ended up um, really just being grateful to where I was. I was grateful that I had a roof over my head and that, the, you know, the police wasn't going to knock on my door. I went to bed, you know, fear every single night when I was in this home in Washington just wondering, gosh, who's going to knock on my door, you know. And, and so uh, I, uh, I was at a unique place in my life. And then the cool thing happened. I got a chance to transform my life yet again. Just uh, answer this question. How did, at the, to this point, 
how did just being a little bit more physically fit and physically aware help your mental well-being? Yeah, it did. It, um, it did, well, first of all, it helps you, it helps with your confidence. It helps with your self image, uh, and how you're feeling about yourself. So those are all like, those are really important. Your, your self confidence, your self image, um, those are really important to have, right? It's not arrogance. It's confidence in yourself. When you look in the mirror, right? Wherever you're at in life, you're looking in the mirror and you're telling yourself something, right? And, and you know, I, I remember being and working with some, with bodybuilders and have for the past quite a few years. And it's interesting. A lot of these guys that you would just think, oh my gosh, they got it together. They're so, they're some of the most self-conscious guys there are. They're as bad as a guy that's 50 pounds overweight or a lady 50 pounds overweight. They're super self-conscious and there's anyway, you got this whole thing, but I wasn't there. I was just, gosh, dude, I just wanted to live, you know? Right. I just wanted to feel better about myself. I wanted to feel better about my situation. I mean, I lost everything and I just, um, you know, I'm, I've lost a bunch of this body fat. So I look in the mirror and I'm starting to feel better about myself, starting to feel like I have more confidence and that confidence helps you in all areas of your life. It helps you get a date. If you're single, it helps you get a job. If you need a job, if you got a job, it helps you perform better. It helps you feel good about what you're doing, who you are. I mean, it just helps you in all areas of your life. It's a very good thing. We're not talking about arrogance. We're talking about confidence. There's a difference. And so, you know, having self-confidence and having a better self-image about yourself is very, very important. And those are things that I needed to do for myself. And, and losing the body fat really helped me. It was one of the biggest things to raise my confidence that I could have done at any time. Like, it was very, very important. Now, you're, you're going to transform again. Explain to us what happens. Yeah, so the story picks speed up a little bit here. Uh, because this is where some pretty big things start to happen in my life. And, um, you know, I, I, all the listeners out there, you know, I, 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 don't, I, I don't just like to share a story, but I want to share a story that has some, something that you can take home yourself and actually apply in your life. And so as, as a business owner, but yet as a personal development trainer, I always like to make sure that I can get across something to the listeners to go, hey, gosh, I feel like there's value there. So... You know, I told you when I was back in the, you know, back in the foreclosed home, I set a goal. Well, now I'm kind of like, I'm looking at this goal um, here a year later, and I'm thinking, you know what, I, I, can, I can do better, right? I can raise the level of, of my fitness. Like, I've never had abdominal pain. So we're, gonna, we're getting pretty, we're going to get real here now. And for those people who understand bodybuilding and weightlifting and that sort of thing, you're going to really click. When I share this open, you know, when I share this <laughs> Um, with, you know, various crowds, with mixed crowds, they're like, oh, wow, that's, they don't get it. So, uh, you know, all the guys on, a lot of the guys on, on um, front covers of the magazine have abdominal veins. And, I, and I've seen that for years. And I'm like, yeah, gosh, do I have those? So I kind of question <laughs> myself first. <laughs> I'm like, do I have those? And if I do, how do I get them? So, um and I'm like, I want those. I want those abdominal veins. That's the epitome of a bodybuilder is getting super lean and seeing if, you know, for me, this is me. I'm talking about Rocky here. So um, I'm at the gym one day, and I'm thinking i got to take my life to the next level, but I don't know how, right? I mean, I've done this 
you know, before I got fat and depressed and just suicidal, I'd always been kind of a workout guy and had lost weight and put it back on in this roller coaster ride, if you will, of, of, of bodybuilding. And, but I'd never reached that level ever. In fact, most people really don't. And I never had. Well, what was missing was a coach. So I, um, I'm at the gym and I tell this, this, uh, I'm on the treadmill or something and, talk to the girl next to me and she's like you need to talk to my boyfriend and I talk I'm like oh really okay so he's a good great so I get in contact with this guy and I sit in front of him I said hey here's what I want to do so here's the goal my goal is um today and I'm seven weeks out here's where I want to go can you take me there and he's like yes I can great how do I do it follow everything I tell you great so so that's October in December um I show up because I pre-hired this, you know, inexpensive photographer, which I'd never done before. So I didn't do this to win a competition or to get a magazine article wrote on me or anything. I did this for my own self-preservation and a personal goal. So I'm living in this, um, you know, basement apartment, and I'm hitting the gym, and I am dialed in, Shane, on all on, on, on eating everything. Like, I'm not cheating. I called this guy on stevia, right? So, I mean, I wasn't playing around. I measured all my food. I never even shaved, like, my arms before. I thought it was kind of weird. So, I, I, I'm like, wow. So, I, anyways, I ended up shaving my arms and my chest and all this stuff. Like, wow, man, I really – I went to the next level, right? So, I show up at this – at this uh, at, to, to get uh, a picture, you know, to get my picture taken. And that was kind of like my goal, right, was December 17, 2010, and I'm going to arrive. And I'm going to be in the best shape. I'm going to be on stage only it's on my personal stage. So I showed up. And for all the listeners, uh, um, when, when I got ready to do this, I, I found the magazine I wanted with the guy with the abdominal veins. And I put a date on it, December 17, 2010. So I'm about seven weeks out. So I had a date wrote on it. So first thing you need to do is you need a picture of who it is you want to look like. And then you need to write a date on it with the end date. Okay, so that's what I did. So that's what a goal is. There's several things that goal means, about four things, and then I told you what they are. So I show up on December 17th, which happens to be my birthday, and um, I take the picture of the magazine, the, the guy, right, with the abdominal veins, and I show this to my photographer, and he does this. If you could, if you could physically see me, I'm holding it up, and he looks at the guy. He looks at me. He looks at the guy. He looks back at me and says, dude, you look better than the guy on the front cover. So, I, yeah, man. So I did it. And let me tell you, it's pretty amazing when you've got a really big goal like that and you achieve it. It like my life changed forever because there was this, there's a, a bigger story behind that, that I did not know was uh, going to change a lot of people's lives, including mine. So there were, you know, so kind of fast forwarding, it's changed. And, and assisted and helped and inspired hundreds of millions of people around the world. Like this story I'm sharing with you, there's more to it. But, you know, up to this point, I went from a fat, depressed, you know, alone guy that lost everything, living homeless, to, um, you know, having this bodybuilding, um, you know, physique. Okay, so next, Rocky, you've got this, you've hit this huge goal. Let's talk about what happens with bodybuilding.com. So bodybuilding.com, I, yeah, I don't really know who they are. I'd seen them online before, but I really didn't know who they were or anything like that, right? I, I just wasn't online a whole lot. 
And so um, I'm at the gym one day, and I've got this new body, right, and this new life. And I'm, and I'm feeling a little confident about myself and wearing tank tops for the first time. And and, uh, and so I'm at the gym, and this, this guy I really admire, an older gentleman, just has an amazing, you know, physique. And I'm talking to him about this guy that I met at bodybuilding.com. And the guy walks through the door, right? So Chris, his name's Chris, walks through the door. And so I'm telling Evan, my, and I'm talking to Evan, Evan, we call this guy over. I right? call Chris over. Evan tells Chris my story. And Chris says to me, right, from Bodybuilding Dog, dude, you need to send your story in yesterday. I'm like, really? <laughs> my, I didn't think it was a big deal, right? Seriously. I didn't think it was a big deal. He's like, no, hey, I'm serious. You need to send it in yesterday. Oh, okay, right? So anyways, I go home, and uh, I compile the story into a series of events. My story goes live on bodybuilding.com like March-ish of 2011, and it goes viral. So I'm not on, like, front cover bodybuilding.com. That would have been fun, but I wasn't. I was in, like, the weekly transformation section, and it goes viral, meaning it got hundreds of thousands of hits. Like, I don't know how, but I started receiving emails from people. In those days, you could receive emails. Well, I started getting emails from people all over the world. And they're like, oh, my God, dude, this is so amazing. What a great story. You know, and, and I mean, crazy, like this one guy, he's living in, he lived in Bangladesh, grew up, you know, with dirt floors and now resides on Wall Street. He's like, way to go, bro. You inspired me. And like amazing stories I've still got today. And so um, I'm like, wow, there's something, something to this story. And so I'm an entrepreneur. And so I thought, wow, I wonder if they could maybe put my story up further, like somewhere. If he, what else it could do? And so I contacted this guy. His name was Josh. That I was working with at Bodybuilding.com, and he um, and he's like, "Yeah, that sounds great." Maybe we can. they left me on for three or four weeks, which they never do, but they did in this case because it got it got so many reviews. And so I uh, ended up going to Bodybuilding.com, and I met Ryan DeLuca at the time. He owned uh, Bodybuilding at that time. That was my goal was to meet him because I had an idea. My idea was to take the words. That were on um, that saved me, strength and courage and overcome and persevere and victorious and all these great powerful words and put them on apparel. I wanted them on the left side over my heart, down the center of my back and on my right arm. Right, that's where I wanted them. And so I'd never done apparel, didn't know anything about screen printing, but I put, I found a way to make it happen. Got invited to the company and I took these shirts in and gave them away to these key people and then finally met Ryan. He's impressed with the story. He, of course, had read it. And, uh, and then I met, you know, Lance, who was in charge of, um, of apparel. Uh, and so, uh, you know, six months later, I am, uh, <laughs> I went from nothing. And now I've got this apparel company. And now my first customer is bodybuilding.com. And I became a vendor with them selling apparel online. So I've spoke to the customer service and, and so, you know, marketing apparel for all these years. And, and I think I'm the only guy on the planet that does what we do. We believe in the power of words. It's the most powerful force in the world. It raises up and tears down. It blesses and it curses and, you know, gives life and brings death. And so words are powerful. So I have become an expert on the power of words. I'm the foremost expert in, in the one of the, well, I'm one of the foremost experts in the entire world on the power of words. So I talk about it. You know, we teach on it. We um, we wrote books on this, and we, te- you know, I mean, so it's one of the things we've taken to companies, corporations, schools, colleges, teenagers, and it works. 
So, uh, and it's been amazing what's happened. So I'm kind of fast forwarding a little bit, sharing a little bit more of the story because, you know, I went from this bodybuilder guy to, you know, owning my own companies. Now I have two, a couple of companies. One that's a life leadership organization that teaches and trains um, companies on on the culture and how to use the power of words to transform lives, cultures, leadership. So there's a lot of different areas. When I do a keynote for an organization, I find out what they're looking for, so I kind of tailor fitted. But um, it's been amazing. It's been incredible. You know, for me, back just before. Um, you know, when I was in the treehouse uh, and I got divorced, I thought, you know, is there life? For all the single people out there, I have a formula. If you want the formula, I've got it. I'm going to give it to you. Just it's free for you tonight. Um, if you're looking for that mate, that perfect, amazing mate in your life, it sounds like Sheen's got one, and I can tell you that I do. Here's what I did. is that I wrote down exactly what I was looking for, just like I wrote down what I wanted to accomplish for my physical life. I wrote down what it was I want in, wanted in a mate. Details. Only I know them, by the, by the way, today. And then I started speaking about them. Then I started kind of praying about it and believing for her. I'd be driving down the road just like, you know, man, I'm so excited. She's coming into my life. And I'd be talking to her just like she's right next to me. And five years later, she showed up, Shane. And she is everything and more that I ever spoke about, dreamed about, believed for, than I could imagine. If I could go into, like, it would take me some time. I mean, we could do another podcast just talking about how amazing that is because of all the things we've done together where we're going we've done more in the last couple of years and most people do in a really long period of time we've accomplished a lot and this year is going to morph the last several years like it's compounding interest on what we've been able to do so it's been extraordinary to say the least you know the guy who lost everything to now inspiring millions of people around the world and um last year I don't think I don't know if you know this, but last year our company was selected as the one of thousands and thousands that are selected to be on a investor reality TV show. Yeah, we flew out to West Texas in August of 2017, and we're filmed on uh, an investor reality TV show. So our show will air sometime March of 2018, and it's going to change our entire company, both of our companies. It's like, it's going to be amazing what's going to happen. But the world's going to get a chance to kind of see Cheryl and I and see who we are and what we do. We have a, a unique um, business model, unlike any other one that has been on reality TV that we've seen. And I've seen, you know, I've seen I don't know, probably 50 to 100 Shark Tank episodes. Right. Um, yep, I've, I've watched all of, um, I don't know if you're familiar with West Texas Investors Club. Yeah, I know what it is. They've been around for a couple of years. They're uh -huh. like a couple of super mega rich guys out of West Texas. And then, of course, there's the profit, right? I mean, he's got it. But those are all investor shows. And so we were in West Texas, and so we got a chance to meet uh, Rooster McConaughey and Butch and, uh, and be down there with them. And they said some pretty amazing things about us. And we're told that our episode will be the finale because of its um, content and how real it is, and it's pretty authentic, and, you know, there's people crying and stuff, so. want <laughs> to watch a, a tearjerker, but a really, like, incredible show, it's, I mean, that's why we were told it's probably going to be a finale. It was, it's pretty amazing. Because we talk about life. We talk about real life stuff, and, and that's our whole thing, is we talk about words and how words tear you down and build you up, and 
they have me as an expert on there talking about um, challenges that the investors had. So it's conflict management. I mean, that's what they had. That's one of the things they had me on there for was conflict management expert. They had me on there as a as a speaker, and you know, our book called the Samson Effect. They, I literally read the book on on air. So it, it was going to be an amazing show, but a lot's happened to me, and all this has happened for a reason. Like this wasn't happenstance. It wasn't luck. It was because we kind of defined what it was we wanted to do with our life. Right. You know, I, and and so for all your listeners. Um, you know, this is, I know, kind of a bit of a sports and bodybuilding show, but what Shane's doing is really important. It's really, it's special because he's, he's trying to get, or hopefully getting you to think about, you know, wherever you're at in life, if you're struggling, if you're going through some challenges like I was, and hopefully it's not that drastic. Um, but if it is, or has any percentage of what I went through, I would always and highly recommend you go to the gym or you just start getting, you know, exercising, drinking more water. Do something simple to take simple, actionable steps to move your life forward in a positive way. Like if someone's listening to your story and they say, okay, here's the Rocky in, in Washington who's squatting in the house, right? It's the, it's the Rocky that's squatting in that house and is making a decision whether to live or die. And you're looking at the Rocky now, and you could speak to that Rocky back at that time when you were depressed and you were going through such a, a whirlwind. So many of us go through that. What's the one thing? One, just one, if you could, if you could say one thing to get you to the point that you're at now, even though sometimes you can't see it. What is the one thing you would say to do? I'd say pray. That's the one thing. So for those people who don't pray, what I or or have that, I would say. Um, believe, just believe that your life has purpose and meaning and that you matter, that you truly matter. So you, your life, okay, just believe that your life has purpose and meaning and that you matter. So I would say that. That's what I would say is, first of all, just think about that. Get that really deep in your core. That's what I would say to old Rocky is, listen, buddy, your life has meaning and purpose. And I just want you to believe that it does, no matter what you're going through now, no matter how bad it gets. And don't ever give up. Don't quit on yourself. Don't quit on yourself. That's the one thing, right? Don't do it for others. Remember, when you're flying, you got to give yourself air first. So don't give up on you. So that's what I would say, Shane. I would have that's the words I would say. Awesome. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And for all the listeners, I hope you guys gain the same motivation from this story as as I do and as I did when I first heard the story. Every single time I hear it, it gives me chills because you can relate in some form or fashion. So thanks, Rocky. I appreciate it one more time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Before you leave, please head on over to iTunes and leave me a review. I would greatly appreciate it because it helps me out a ton. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the support.